Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thursday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Welcome back, Jonathan Casillas, after a few weeks off. What's up, buddy? It's good to be back, but I want to go back to Brazil. That's why I was just said, not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. <laughs> I wish I was there, too. But I'm off Indianapolis next week, so that's kind of the same thing, maybe. No, not really. Um, but look, we'll be taking your calls at 201-939-4513, talking about the Giants offseason as well. The franchise tag window opened a couple weeks ago. It ends in a couple of weeks, so... Uh, NFL teams with time to make moves on some of those players, and the Giants will have some decisions to make in regards to that as well. So, Jonathan, that's a good place to start. We haven't—I don't think we've done a show since the season's been over. Maybe one, we did the one. Week right yep. after, but that was more kind of look back than look ahead stuff. So, obviously, you know, we've reviewed all the different reports that are out there. We don't know exactly what the negotiations are with Daniel Jones. He switched agencies. You know, numbers have been thrown out there. No one knows if those have really been, you know requested his offers or salary demands, whatever. So we can kind of push the specific numbers aside, I suppose. Just what's your 20,000-foot view of everything that's going on and, and how the Giants and Daniel should really handle this moving forward? Well, I was trying to figure out what that move meant for him basically switching agencies. Does that mean that basically what the agency before he was dealing with and the agent he was dealing with he didn't like what you know he, they were presenting to him in yeah, terms of don't know figures or they weren't going hard or maybe they were stuck on trying to get away from the Giants where they're trying to keep him at the Giants like I'm trying to figure out what does that mean you know and I think that has I think a lot you know uh, implications moving forward but is it good or bad in terms of the relationship with the Giants and is he going to be a Giant is that better for him being a Giant or worse and I don't think really nobody knows and that's kind of where I'm trying to figure this out. And also what I've been thinking about too, we got, I think, three guys that I think we we kind of need to re-sign. And it's, it's definitely Daniel Jones, of course, it's Saquon Barkley, and it's also Julian Love, right? Yep. That's the guys I think. A guy we haven't really talked much about, At the to be top three, but has it, has it been discussed that we will lose one or two of the three? Because I think we're all talking about them being here and the Giants need to resign them, which I think that's a good idea, of course, but it doesn't always work out that way, Schmelke. Business and, is business. And if one guy we would lose, who would it be? You know what I mean? Like at this point, because everything else right now, everything right now is speculation, right? We're just speculating on everything and kind of giving our educated guests. You know, you've been around that side of it a lot longer than me in terms of business and free agency. Me, I only dealt with myself as a free agent. You know what I mean? I only dealt with myself. And me just trying to observe everything and look at it from an outside perspective, not a player, but like from the outside perspective, I'm looking like, are we prepared to lose three, all three of the guys? Is that a possibility? You know, is that something that we've talked about at all? Have you talked about that at all? About potentially losing two out of three or even all three of the guys? All right, so, let, so let's take this step-by-step. Step. I think that's interesting. So let, let's start with Daniel first. Look, if they don't want to lose, they can pick one of these guys and say, we're not losing them. They put the franchise tag on them. So that's easy. And I imagine the priority level would be, you know, Daniel, Daniel at the Jones, top, yeah. correct, and then go from there. And 
talking about this with fans and co-hosts and everybody else and, and how this Daniel thing might land, for me, I don't know if it's going to be the franchise tag. I don't know if it's going to be a, a multi-year contract, whatever it is. Jonathan, I kind of think of it this way. I want to have an out if I'm the team after two or three years at most. Because if you're going to end up paying a guy you know, close to the top of the market, and the reason I think I'm okay going a little bit higher is because the cap is going to go up. So then you know, maybe it's whatever percent of the cap this year, the next couple of years, the percentage of the cap is going to go down, right? And you can also move money around. You have more room to do other stuff this year, bringing guys around Daniel to help him to figure out exactly what you have. Because I think we know what we have in Daniel and that he's improved as, as a decision maker. He's run the ball extremely well. He's loved here. The players love him. The coaches love him. All that stuff. But we still haven't seen the outsized passing production that we want to see from an elite quarterback. But a lot of that has to do with, I think, and we all think it has to do with what's going on around right. him. The receiver, Wide the receivers, offensive line. Uh, yep. Blah, blah, blah. But that's what we think. Do we know for sure he's going to be putting up 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns with better players around him? No, we don't know that because we haven't seen it, right? So kind of where I've landed here is that I want to have some level of protection where if you do get a lot of stuff better around him and you know maybe he's a okay and good but not a great quarterback, it's very difficult in the NFL to pay a good quarterback, great quarterback money and then build around him to build a championship team. Yeah, it's very hard to do that. Very hard mm-hmm. to do that. Look, if you have a great quarterback, you're paying great quarterback money like a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you can do and that. And he makes guys better. Because, exactly, he elevates mm-hmm. everyone around him. Yes. I don't think we know, we haven't seen you know, necessarily Daniel do that yet. I think I've, for me personally though, I think my credit to Daniel Jones this year, I feel like he did make guys better. Well, he made Isaiah Hodgins better, that's for sure. I think you can't take anything away from these coaches, for sure. You know, what what, uh, Dayball did did, in establishing culture here, and then of course what Kafka did in calling plays and kind of switching up the game plan per week, given the players that were available and producing that practice, because that was a high... uh, uh, priority for them is practice high level of priority for them kind of more than i've seen in the past where they just harped on what's going on this week at practice and that dep- that's going to be very dependent on who plays this weekend and I, I think that all has something to do with it but i think daniel jones not only elevated his play i feel like he elevated the play from a lot of guys around him including isaiah hodgins richie james and other guys that were basically that's catching fair. the ball from him you know so did we see it to the level of mahomes this year because Mahomes is the highest paid quarterback in the league, whether you do it per year, whatever that case is, but he's he's a half a billion dollar quarterback, right? Contract wise. He got those guys better. Juju Smith Schuster, uh uh what is the Scanlon? Mm-hmm. All those guys, they got better. They weren't guys like Tyreek Hill. Hill. He loses probably top two, three receiver in the league, and they still win the Super Bowl. Like, that's insane. And so, put up 30 points on a great defense. Right, and they did it consistently the entire year. Their offense was in the top two, if not number one, every in every single category the entire year. You know, and he deservedly wins MVP because he's that good of a player, and he deserves that type of money. We know, we know for a fact, Daniel Jones is not on his level. We know that for a fact, right? And there's a top tier of quarterback that Daniel Jones is not in quite yet. The thing is, can he get there? That's, That's the, the question, question right? right? That is the question. Can he get to that top tier? Maybe not Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes is now in the conversation and it's crazy. But I've heard so many conversations about him sure. being compared to Tom Brady. You can't do it quite yet, but the ascension and the trajectory to where he's going. It's certainly on the table moving forward. It's almost like, shoot, if anybody could surpass Tom and a combination, because you got to think it's always the combination of quarterback and head coach. It's yeah. not just a quarterback. You know, and we've been kind of uh, subjected to combining greatness and talk of the goats of quarterbacks with Super Bowl wins, right? So he's in two in what five years as a starter, and he's been to three. So is that is that is that correct? Yes, he lost the one to the <clears throat> Bucks to the Bucks because of the their offensive line fell apart. And the and other he one he lost in the AFC wins. Championship to yeah, Tom Brady. I mean, he's basically been to an AFC Championship game or Super Bowl in every year that he's played quarterback. Unless Chiefs. it was he going against Tom Brady. Right, it's crazy. That's insane. I just said it out loud for the yeah. first time. I mean, that's insane. Look, that's why Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes. And you're right. We don't. Right. And we look. We don't know yet 
if Daniel can get to that level. Can he get to the level of the Josh Allen? But let's the Mahomes, right. But let's Burrows. let's take let's take those top guys out of there. What about yes. the the second tier guys? And I, we matter of fact, we talked about yep. that second tier type of quarterback, and I think he's in that second tier. Maybe not top five, possibly in the top ten, but definitely in the top fifteen. A hundred percent, definitely, definitely how he that. played this year. He's in the top fifteen. And in the top 15, are those guys getting 35-plus? I guess that's the conversation. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of are. We need to be – right, we need to be having. So, and, and I hear fans calling up. I know Wilson, the uh, Latin guy, he called up again, and he's arguing over that 32 number. He he doesn't think Daniel Jones should get him. Like, okay, that's the start of the conversation, 32 million, in terms of Daniel well, Jones. And, and, Jonathan, quite frankly, what agents do now, and you can speak to this as a player, you know, if you franchise him two straight years, right – it would be 32 this year, and then there's a 20% raise if you franchise him again. So that gets that number up to like 38 and change. Yeah. So you're basically looking at $71, $72 million over two years if you franchise him two years in a row. So that's usually where the agent starts, and that comes out to 36 a year. Right. So take that 32 and throw it away. Right, throw it, throw it out the window, right. You're yeah. looking at 36, 36 and up. Based if, is, that's what it is if you franchise him for two straight years. So the quarterback's probably not going to take less than that if that's what he's guaranteed on two straight franchise techs. Yeah, but I, I'm just, like for me is like, what, and I know it's like this is a time for Joe Shane. We've talked about this. I, I said this right after we the season was over. It was like the players put in their work. They did what they needed to do. Coaches kind of did their thing. Now it's Joe Shane time. Mm-hmm. And this is a very difficult time for him. I know it has to be difficult. Oh, it's really him. hard. He's in a very tough spot. Very tough spot. And he's not, like, not busy. Like, again, he's not just focused on this. And by the way. On, when, on the, the guys that we're talking about. And when I say that, by the way, it starts at 36. That's where the agent is is going to start as their floor. I'm not saying that's where it no, should no, be. That's I'm what, not saying that's, that's where That's what he's probably agreeing be. to go down to. Right. I'm he's not, probably starting at what 45 and again i'm not advocating that's where the giant should be that's where daniel should be i'm just saying that's probably how the negotiation happens right yeah i i agree with that and you know at the end of the day you know and i heard you guys talk about the uh, you and i think howard cross was talking about this and people everybody fans you know like let's not get in our feelings and emotions about this stuff you know what i mean this is straight business and the businessman of daniel jones should maximize his potential and whatever that means and the Giants, as a business, to try to minimize the number for a quarterback so you can build around this quarterback. Absolutely. That's and by the just way, what happens. And when you say Daniel Jones should maximize, what was the phrase you used? You want to maximize not the money. You used to maximize his, his potential. Right. And that includes staying with the right coaching staff yes. in the same system. So that's why that's, that's a right. part of it's this. It's not too. always a number. It's Correct. not always a number. Correct. Right. It's not always a number. It's about situation, you know, and situations might be better for him out there, guys. Just, just be honest with you. There might be something else out there that might be better for him, you know, and no one can blame him for doing that, you know, and I don't think he's going to do something like Odell did, and I love Odell. I was with him last week uh, for Super Bowl. I seen him. I seen Victor Cruz. My, those are my brothers. I don't want to ever talk bad about him. You know, I love Odell. He came to my daughter's birthday party, but we're not going to see what happened with him, where they sought him to a huge deal, and he, and he wants out. We're not going to see that with Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones signs with the Giants again, he's going to be with the Giants and he's going to play his tail off. And he's he's not that type of guy. You know, he's not not that type of personality. Odell kind of is, you know what I mean? So if the Giants do sign him, I don't think nobody has nothing to worry about in terms of him leaving or wanting out or anything like that. I just think we got to see how he performs, yeah. you know? And is he the guy that the Giants potentially will pay? Because... You know, the, the jury's still out there, you know. Like, yeah, he had a good season. Wasn't great statistically, you know, but it was efficient enough for this offense to have success and yeah. this team mm-hmm. to have success. But we saw in the playoffs against the number one team in the, in the, in the division, number one team in the conference, the Giants don't hold up to them at all. And we've seen it three times. And it's not only just offense. Defensively, we couldn't stop the run. We gave up over 650 rushing yards to this team. So all of that being said, it's not just about Daniel Jones. I talked about this before. I think Daniel Jones is a priority, number one. I think having that main receiver signed is number number two. And then it's depth, all around team depth. I don't think Saquon is that number two priority. I don't think Julian Love is a number two priority. I think overall talent is the priority. Definitely getting Daniel Jones re-signed is number one. Number one receiver is number two for me. And then all around depth because the Giants 
have to get better to compete in their division, not just to win a Super Bowl, to get out of the division, meaning to get to the playoffs again. Because I don't think it's going to happen where other divisions in the NFC are going to be down again. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd say a number one wide receiver is my second priority, only because I don't know if there's going to be one out Available. there to get. Mm-hmm. But I would certainly say improvement at the wide receiver position would be my number and two And we priority. did it already by re-signing Isaiah Hodgins. Correct. Yep, and, I and agree. They already, doing, they already started on that. Correct. And and I, and I agree with you on that. So so that that's where I've kind of landed here, folks. And we'll talk about this at the Combine next week, too. But, you know, to me, I think what is going to end up making sense for both sides is like a three-year deal. You know, you'll have an out for the for the team based on how the cap works after a couple years. Uh, Daniel, if he plays really well, can then hit free agency again and cash in again on. What's a new that contract number though? What's that years. number? I don't know what the number is. Thirty six though. What are you thinking? If you if you if you were the GM, if you was I'm I'm not going to negotiate for John the team. Shane. <laughs> if if I if I had to guess, I I would think it would probably land somewhere in. And again, this is not me negotiating or saying this is what it should be. If I think just just a guess, I would say somewhere between thirty seven and thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the number you were just basically talking about in that's terms of the two-year franchise tag and what agents are going to expect for the minimum to come. That's my guess. I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be totally off on that. I don't know where they are. But, but again, if you that, re-sign them, then you have that have no franchise idea. tag to keep a guy like Saquon or Julian Love, given that one of them might leave. Right, and that's and the you problem. If, if you tag them and you got all that 32 on your cap in one year, then it makes it really hard to put stuff around them. But if you get that two- or three-year three year deal, let's say, right, you can spread it out a little bit more. You can back some money up, and then it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. So. it's just, This is a difficult situation to be mm-hmm. in because there's basically your number two, one and two off, uh, offensive weapons, number one and two, and probably, arguably, your best defensive player, if not the sole. Well, not best because Dexter Lawrence was the best. True indeed. True, true indeed. Uh, but, but you know, he's he's a leader. He's a, un, a he's a definitely a main cog. He was wearing the green dot on, when on McKinney defense, was out. You know, sure. and mm-hmm. and you know, we you've been around the guy. You you talk to oh, him. I love Julian. He's great. You know, I love the way he talks. I love the way he carries himself, and he's going to fit in any program wherever he goes. He's not going to. He doesn't have to worry about being a successful player elsewhere. He's going to be successful. That's not a question. Do the Giants need to sign Julian Love? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that's going to be all about <clears throat> what the number is. And yeah. I, I think Julian wants to be back. I think he wants to play in wing system again. I think he really likes it here. I think he'd like to settle here long term. So I think he wants to be back. It's just a yeah. matter if they can figure out the math. Do, did you ever consider, because I don't think I've heard you talk about this in terms of him the and tag? Julian Love, the tag I think for it's Julian a, I think it's Love. a little too high. I think the safety the tag might, might be 12. I got the number on that. Just not I think that's that. a little high. The other thing I'll say, too, you know, real quick before we get to the calls, I'll say this about Saquon. It's such a deep running back class in free agency. Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Josh yep. Jacobs, and it's a great running back class in the draft, too. Right. Um, in the draft. I wonder how big these offers are going to be. Safety for these. is 14. 14 is a little, that's a little that's high. A little high. A little high. I love Julian. It's a little high. It is very it's high. high. Yeah. Um, I wonder what the offers are going to be for these free agent running backs going into their second contracts. I'm not sure these guys are going to get, you know, 14 billion. They don't like paying running backs no more. No, that's what I'm saying. So I think even if you can't franchise Barkley, if you have to franchise Jones, I still think there's a way to figure out to get him back. 
Even yeah. if he hits the open market, I honestly do believe you think that. We can get Saquon back after he hits the open market. I think there's a chance. Yeah, I don't. I don't know with the way the league works now in terms of finances that there's going to be a team out there willing to throw the bank at him. I don't yeah. know that. I don't know. Maybe there will be, and it only takes. It one. It only takes one, and it's 31 other teams. Correct. Yeah. So I could very well be. I wrong. wouldn't bet on that. That's for sure. No, I wouldn't I w- bet on I wouldn't it either. But I think there's a shot based on how the NFL values the position now. I think there's a shot. All right, let's get to the calls. 201-939-4513. Go subscribe to the John Tuttle Podcast, folks. Uh, we have a good one up there right now with Dan Duggan from The Athletic. We talk all off-season Giants tomorrow. Uh, I have it booked up, so I can promote it, I think. Uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. He's the one that had the report that he could be wanting as much as, possibly as much as $45 million. So we'll dive into that report. Jeez. Exactly what Mike's talking about, what he knows. I ain't mad at him, though. And what the... You know what the what this will look like moving forward. So we should have Mike Florio on the Giants Huddle podcast tomorrow, and then next week from the combine we'll have a bunch of really good Giants Huddle interviews. Make sure you go subscribe. All right, you you asked for them and you you mentioned them, so we're gonna get Wilson and Roxbury out of the way first here. Pearson Wilson, <laughs> what's going on? Hey guys, hey listen, I don't usually call twice in one week, but when I saw Jonathan, my man right there, Amigo. I had to call. You guys are great, Jonathan. Dímelo. Orale. <laughs> <laughs> I, Jonathan, you can handle Wilson here. I talked to him a couple of days right. ago. So what you got? What you got, right. Wilson? What you got for us, baby? Hey, 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 uh, hey listen. I, I don't want to talk about Daniel Jones' numbers and cap and everything because we've beaten that horse to the ground. I don't want to do that no more. I just want to say something. Daniel Jones maybe should listen to this show and should listen to sports. No, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. Well, John, I and I, I tell you why. Last time Daniel Jones played at the Meadowlands, right? He left with an with an uh, uh, ovation, a standing ovation. He he had the key to the iconic room. He's not iconic yet, but he had the he he was invited to the room to like the Eli Manning LP, uh, um, you know, uh, Strahan room. If he would have done, if he would have keep doing the right things, now. Now, you should listen to the radio. I mean, what, uh, uh, an ESPN, they call them that he's trying to keep, you know, make the, uh, keep the Giants hostage. They should get rid of him. Um, uh, and uh, the other radio station, basically, they said that Baker Mayfield would have done the same thing that Daniel Jones did. And, uh, Which is, by the way, Wilson, that, ridiculous. Baker Mayfield is not running for 700 yards and seven touchdowns, oh, okay? No, I, John, I understand that. Yeah. But, oh, you know, but, you know, what, I, what I'm saying is that all this, He's doing without I don't know if he, without realizing he's doing all this. Another guy wrote down on I don't know what one of the websites that his selfishness is going to hurt the Giants, and and now and a lot of, a lot of fans now want to run him run him out of town again. I just don't get what the, I don't I don't get what this kid is doing. I, I don't, Wilson, you know, Wilson, listen. Yeah. Go ahead. The Go ahead. NFL, you know what it stands for, right? Yes. What is not it stand for? Long. Not for long. Not for long. So I I was lucky and blessed to play nine years in the NFL, but I got hurt a lot in my career and I was able to respond and play as a fraction of myself or a percentage. When I retired, I was probably 70% of the player I was back when I was 22 years old, you know, but I got smarter. I got stronger. My brain was, you know, a lot more durable in terms of me tolerating certain things. You know, I was able to get to place faster because I was a smarter player, you know, but physically you take a beating, you know, I'm still feeling it now. I come from, I just came from rehab from an Achilles injury, you know, like I'm still feeling this stuff. My fingers are damaged. My neck hurts. Like you got to take care of yourself, right? You have to look out for yourself because you are the business. You know, Daniel Jones is a business in himself and as a business, you want to maximize your profitability. That's what you want yeah. to do. And you only have a certain window to do that, Wilson. And right no, now, no. it's not about like really like how well you do. It's about when you do it. Daniel yeah, Jones played very well in the year right. he's up. So for anything he wants to ask for, I think he right. deserves to ask for. Is he going to get it? I don't know. But right. if he wants to get his money, Wilson, let him get his money. If it's not with the Giants, it's okay. That's okay. Even though I don't want him, I want him here. I don't think I don't want anybody else but Daniel Jones. I think he fits into the culture of what Dayball and Joe Shane established, 
And right. if we can get him, Wilson, I want him. But the thing is, right. this is business, and this is what yeah. happens in business. Somebody's asking right. for a lot, and the, the the guy, which is the Giants, excuse me, the Giants, they're trying to knock that price down as much as they can, and hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, they meet somewhere in the middle. Right. Well, Perfectly said. All, uh, okay. But uh, what I'm saying is, I don't know if the Giants are going to ho- – hopefully the Giants give him the money or he gets money somewhere else. I hope then maybe he's happy counting his money because he just got, like I said, like three years, for, for three years, the Giants, or the, the fans wanted to run him out of town. Last year, he kind of like opened the door to the, to the like, like I said, like the iconic room. Like people, okay, you know, maybe this is our guy. And now he's completely destroyed. I don't know. It, I don't you know. know, you like, know Wilson, Wilson, he's not worried about none of that. He doesn't owe us anything. We okay. he don't owe us no. anything. Well, he don't owe the Giants anything. Remember the Giants had a chance to put the fifth. Right, they didn't re-sign year. him. Correct. He could have well, got. That, they could have had him for twenty with twenty two million dollars. Right. And which, year? by the way, we talked about it last year. At the time, it made sense. It did make sense. It, it did. It made sense. It, it's it, it, it's it how happened. things just worked out right now. You well, know, if he was terrible well, this year, Wilson, if he didn't do right. any good this year, and they would have started Tyrod Taylor over him, we would have not been having this conversation. Wilson, and Wilson, one more one more thing, and then you can answer, and then we'll move on to the next caller. Let me just say this. Okay. Go ahead. For a starting quarterback, that's a top 15 quarterback, $32 million, which is the which is the, which is the franchise tag, Mm-mm. is not right. – again, if they have to put him on the tag, right. that's, not a, that's not a bad number. Like, that's – I mean, obviously, it's all in one year, and it hurts your flexibility. I get all that. Yeah. No argument. Yeah. But in just in terms right. of, like, a per-year number for a starting quarterback in the league, $32 million, that's, like, in the bottom half of starting quarterback. So – that's not like some like heinous disaster thing we're looking at here. You know what I mean? I understand. Yeah. So you know what? Okay. Well, like I said, you know what? Maybe then. Maybe. Uh, I mean, all I say is this guy uh, 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 Florio. He didn't just wake up one 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 day and and just say, "Oh, they're gonna ask for forty five million dollars." Somewhere, somebody told him that it, it wasn't like somebody leaked this from Daniel Jones' camp or whatever. And that's why all this craziness started happening. But it, but I think by doing that, they hurting this kid though, John. Because now everybody everybody's back on the on the, they just they just get rid of him and and draft the rookie. No I'm no no. Who's that. everybody? You're talking about the fans, right? The, the fans, fans are not involved in any of these negotiations. Me, Schmelk's not. Pearson's not none of us is only really what one I person and then who else maybe Dayball has something to do with it but he's not involved <laughs> in negotiations though that's Joe no, Shane I know that. I, I, in the I financial know that, but department I'm just, but I, I, I'm just saying okay so you got 40 million dollars in the bank and every game you know Jonathan and I'll let you guys go thank you Jonathan I want to ask you something you, you, you're a former player he signed for 40 million right what happens if he has two bad games in a row? Do you know what's gonna? You know what the Giants thing is gonna be like? I mean, my, I mean, they're gonna they're, they're gonna boot. I don't know if this kid could play. If if if, if he signs forty million dollars, he better he better have a, a you know an MVP like season because the fans are gonna destroy him. So is that worth a couple of million dollars here and there? Like I said, I'm not I'm I'm a fan, so I I think differently. But it is what it is. Thank you. And listen. Wilson. Great, thank, great talking to you guys. Bye-bye. Appreciate thank it. you, Wilson. And by the way, if he plays terrible, I don't think him making $2 million less is going to change whether or not people kill him. They're going to boo him regardless of how much he's getting paid. And look, <laughs> it's New York for you, baby. And this is the point I tried to make with Howard on Tuesday. This is this is business on both sides, man. Yep. Like, it's, it's a lever, you know? Jones is trying to push his value up. The Giants are trying to push it down. So... By the way, not not to be cheap and not to not reward the player, but to build around them so the team's better. Yep. The team's trying to win a Super Bowl. The player's trying to get paid. And yep. you have to find the, the, the middle ground there. And Paul, I think, made this point on yesterday's show. The best deals are the ones that makes the player happy and gives the team the best chance to build around to win yes. a championship. Yes. The question it's is not that, easy to do. That's a very difficult thing. really, really that's hard. A, that's probably, honestly... That might be, in terms of business-wise, for the NFL, that might be the most the most difficult thing to do in terms of having a quarterback that you need to sign and you're building a team. Yes. Not that you have pieces around them and you got to re-sign your, your, your magnificent quarterback. you got all these nice pieces. you got to re-sign them. Yeah, this isn't the Bills this who have is, been in the second right. round this of the playoffs is, and AFC Championship game This and all is that a stuff. lot of work. That's why we keep talking about Joe Shane because mm-hmm. the Giants are in a really tough situation given that it was almost like, like the success they had this year is like, 
we were kind of expecting to have a top 10 pick, if not top 15. You know, that changes things as well. You know, and, and now you have some success. You're picking later in the first round. That's basically guaranteeing you a second round pick, basically. Yeah. That's guaranteeing you a second round pick. You know, and, and you, you not to say you don't have leverage. You always have leverage, you know. But at the end of the day, Daniel Jones have leverage as well. The Giants has leverage, but I think the leverage kind of shifts to Daniel Jones after the year he's had, especially when they didn't re-sign him for his fifth-year deal. If they would have signed him for a fifth-year deal, we'd not be having this conversation, but they didn't. So now it goes to business now. Daniel Jones on one side versus the Giants on the other side. Of course, we want them to come together, but that might not happen. And guys, don't blame Daniel Jones if it doesn't happen. And don't blame the Giants either. And don't blame them. It's just business. Don't be personal, Wilson. Don't start taking stuff personal. And, and by the way, these guys can't worry about what's said on New York Sports <clears throat> Talk Radio or written in columns. Yeah, they're I not mean, worried about no, us. You, you know what's so be. funny, Schmelk? Nobody I've talked be. to you before when I was playing for the Giants, but I didn't watch podcasts. I didn't watch you consistently. I didn't even watch what I said to you. <laughs> I didn't even watch my interviews. And right. as I started getting you know closer to you, communicating with you, now I'm all about what Schmelk you talking about. What, what Schmelk you talking about today? <laughs> Where is he mistake. at today? That's just a big mistake. <laughs> but, you know, as as you know what I'm doing now and then you know fans you guys pay attention more to that stuff than the players do to Absolutely, be honest 100%. you know especially you dedicated fans and we love you we do but sometimes you guys get a little excited and by the way <laughs> that's why I think when these players sometimes have these and you could correct me if I'm wrong have these little like outbreaks on Twitter and they like start tweeting stuff it's probably because that's like the first time in a couple months they started going through like yep. they they made the mistake of searching their name yep. on Twitter. That's it. And then all the stuff comes up and like mentions. Oh, that's man, it. Man, this is what people have been saying about me. Yeah, yeah. I pick and choose. Tw- you know, I pick and angry. choose. I pick like once a week. I got time if I got a few hours to go right. back and forth because you never know. I, like I said something on um, it was about Tay Crowder and it was about him hitting. Um, oh, I'm not wrapping up Derrick Henry. Yes, and I was like, they was like, oh, he ended him. I was like, how did he end him? The guy had 1,500 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns on the year, and Tay Crowder, like, barely played. Oh, that was when Henry was in the air, and, and yeah, Crowder and he, laid and he him out. Okay, yeah, but yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is, remember, I talked about the hit. It was a great hit. I know. It was a great hit, but. Wait, you're telling me the internet takes things out of context? Bro, listen, no listen. way. So I got into, like, a week-long debate <laughs> with, like, hundreds of fans Killing me, telling me I'm hating on him. I congratulated the guy. I was talking about how great of a hit it is. That's not good enough, Jeremy. But what I also was saying, that Derrick Henry feet was in the air. And fans, I've been in situations like this a lot, believe it or not. I play linebacker. I've hit guys and didn't wrap up. And they were lesser men than Derrick Henry, and they kept on running. And I've hit guys a little bit bigger than Derrick Henry and wrapped them up and brought them down. Not, I imagine. You not, know what I'm saying? I imagine not that much. Not bigger that than much Derrick bigger. Henry. But Michael Turner was wider than oh, him. Oh no, Michael Turner in the well, same he was stout, weight. Man. He was so Ooh. thick. But what I'm saying is the only wow, reason. Michael Turner. But the only Falcons, reason good back. I got into that conversation to begin with was because he didn't end Derrick Henry. He hit him good. But that's no. football. If you play football, you're going to get smacked, and you're going to come back. You, that's what happens. But. What hurt Tay Crowder is that hit. He didn't wrap up. And it was a great hit because Derrick Henry's feet was in the air. I'm sorry. No matter if you hit Derrick Henry with both his feet in the air, he's probably going to go sideways. And that, I'm just, think about it, though. He's in the air. Do I get a running start? Has, I think, yeah, if I get a running start. He did have a running no, start. No, yeah, Crowder did actually have a running start. You know start what I'm saying? Play, so right. <laughs> I, that's just physics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These guys are strong. Tay Crowder's a man. He's strong. But Saquon, Derrick Henry, anybody, if they're feeding in the ground, they're going to bounce off that tackle. I'm sorry. But we've seen it happen with Tay Crowder this year. We've seen him not wrap up. Yeah, what was the play we've later seen him, in the air? Was it Ezekiel him, Elliott? It was right, somebody. Bounce I forget. off tackles. Somebody. And he's a big, strong man, Tay Crowder is. He is. But if you don't wrap up, that's not a form tackle. Right. They teach you how to form tackle as a young kid. And you start getting guys lined up. And you hit them, and all of a sudden they start moving, but it's all about their balance. You're not hitting Saquon with both his feet on the ground without wrapping him up. 
He's just going to bounce off you. Boy, you've been waiting to get this off your chest, He's still you? heated. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I told you it was like a week long. I was going back and forth. And then they were like saying I'm a hater. Who, who am I hating on? And then Tay Crowder got involved in it. Oh, no. And I was really? like, bro, I give you nothing but respect and love, bro. I played years in the league, dude. Like, I love your game, dude. You got to just wrap up, bro. That's it. Got to just wrap up. You know, so every now and again, I do it. But did you see I'm sweating right now? <laughs> You can't do it all the time as no, players. And can't. most players that are playing, the, the smart ones, they don't really get involved in that stuff. They really don't. I don't think no. so. Oh, and by the way, folks, just FYI, we're recording a, a draft season podcast tomorrow with Tony Pauline. We're previewing the Combine. And we're going to try to answer some fan questions. So I put a tweet up there earlier today asking for questions. Just find that tweet, reply to it with questions, and uh, Tony and I will answer them on that draft season podcast coming up tomorrow. So make sure you go check that out. Do you have a question I want to post to our draft expert? You have a question? I can, I can bring that forward to him. Let me think. I'll think about yeah, it. Think but about can it. we talk about it? Do come on a little bit? Because you're going, you're going soon. We got well, some I, calls. I, I got Tim and Charleston wants to talk about the draft. Let's do Why it. Do that? Yeah, let's do it. Tim, what's up, pal? We got time. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, guys? I was getting a little worried there because since Wilson hung up, your your feed on the phone was real choppy. I was only catching like one out of every seventh word. How but does anyway, it sound now? Sound better? there. Sound better? Oh yeah. Um, okay, when, when, you're, when you're on with the calls, yeah, you're clear okay. as a bell now. Very Thank good. you. Good. Um, so I got a couple of things to go through, sort of in progression here, and certainly jumping in at any point, and we, I can then go on. First thing is best case scenario. I mean, as usual, I agree with you guys for the most part. Uh, best case scenario is we sign Jones before we have to tag him. And like I'm, I'm, I thought about, well, I was thinking before you said the number two, John, about three years, 111, which is about 37 a year. And somewhere in that neighborhood now, the question is, if he insists on five years, then that's a whole other negotiation. I don't even want to get into that. But now, if we sign Jones, I think then the key there is turn around and, and you put the franchise tag on Saquon. And you basically say to Saquon, look, do you want to take $10.2 million to play one year and risk getting injured and losing another $10-plus million when we're willing to sign you now for what we offered you before, you know, three years at 12 and a half or $13 million? And, and I think then if it all falls into place, the best-case scenario is we sign both of those guys without having to use the franchise tag. Now, you sort of answered this before, but it was a little choppy at that time, too, because I was thinking, would we franchise Love? What would be the no, non-exclusive franchise tag it's on like Love? Four, it's, 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 like, too high. Yeah, it's, it's like $14 million. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's way too much. Yeah, so we just got to figure that out. So then I wanted to segue into um, the draft just a little bit. And two things, because I listen to all your huddles and draft seasons and everything, is on the Dan Duggan on the huddle, the one thing I disagreed with him on is signing a cornerback in free agency. I think the draft is where to go to get more depth at corner and hopefully pick up somebody who can develop into, if not right away, become a starting corner. Um, But um, I think they're too expensive in free agency, and I'd rather see us get a solid run-stopping inside linebacker that fits wing scheme. Because I don't see any linebackers inside linebackers who are the kind of size guys that Wink wants. These guys are all lighter, like almost like outside. Now, nah, look, remember, uh, remember, it's, remember it's, though, Tim, um, he did draft Patrick Queen in Baltimore, who was Patrick two, Queen, like 225, yeah, right? He, he's light. So he has, he's more, he's more concerned with speed and length than he is concerned with size. Yeah. And I do the, P, I do the PFF box. And I start early more, because I, you can't really determine anything until free agency, but after free agency. But I like to get to know the players, and that's why I do it. And that leads me to my last question, which is I heard Tony Polino say that it was uh, John, was it John Michael Schmitz, the center? Yeah. Um, that, you know, I, I, I was hoping we might be able to, like, trade up a little bit in the second round and grab him, maybe Miami, who needs extra picks, who might be able to move up five spots. But from what Tony said... He thinks he's going to end up projecting into the first round. I, now, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure he's a, t- a first round, Tim, but he's probably a top 40 or 45 pick. So you probably have to move up at least 10 spots. Right, and that's too expensive. So what I'm thinking is if all four of the, the top four wide receivers are gone, and I, I don't think all of them even fit our mold, if the top four wide receivers are gone, I don't know. Do, do you take a chance on if, if uh, the tight end from Notre Dame is there? Or do you say, hey, let's trade down a little. If Let's say you think you can get John, uh, Schmitz at the end of the first round or the beginning of the second. 
Maybe you trade down, get another pick, and anchor the middle of that offensive line with a center who might be with you with hopefully what are our bookend tight tackles for 10 years. And, and that's basically my thought on it. And then go wide receiver and cornerback and, you know, defensive interior moving, moving down the line in the draft. But uh, I want to get your feedback on that. I'll listen off the air. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Good Tim. to talk to you both, John and Jonathan. I, I will say this. The way Joe Shane has talked about it and what he's done in the past he tends in the first round to like to pick guys at premium positions, whether that's, you know, corner, edge rusher, wide receiver, offensive tackle, you know, those types of positions that in free agency would cost a lot of money. A cornerback is in that list too. So that's where I would probably lean as their most likely target in the first round. It would surprise me if they go interior offensive lineman with their first round pick. That would, that would be a surprise to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, um, I just from from history's sake, in terms of like, man, these these receivers, man, they coming in these corners, Sauce Gardner, like Wilson, it, both of the cor- rookies from the Jets, you know, both of those guys are like rookie of the year candidates. Yeah, Don't Brees Hall in too, by the way, he was yeah, he, if he didn't oh get hurt, gosh. he would have been too. You know, so like these skill position players, man, like the training that they're doing in high school and college, you know, and these guys are physically gifted. They're coming in smart, you know, they have a different approach as a lifestyle going into college and then in college and then they come in the NFL ready, it's a little bit different as an old lineman and a defensive lineman, I feel like. I don't know what that is, but I'm just looking at historically how it's been. These receivers, man, and these corners, they're coming in ready to go, man. You know, and I see the Giants drafting good skill position players in terms of shit, receiver, uh, 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 corner, even running back, you know, they can draft a running back this year. You know, I, there's a there's some good there's some good running backs out there. And look, I don't I don't know. You know, this is all speculation. This is the right. fun part about this. You know, you can plug and play. You know, but I think the Giants they're going to draft the best player at the positions that they need the 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 sexy positions, the vital positions. They're going to draft the best players in those positions that's available. And it's hard to say it because the Giants do not pick in the top five or the top ten. So as of right now, it's only speculation, and I don't know the kids enough that's coming out of college to do that. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, it's like the one thing that I can talk about is the Giants for somehow, some way, and uh, Howard Cross talked about this the other day, the number one ability is availability. And a lot of the guys that the Giants drafted in the last couple of years were not available for the Giants. So I don't know what exactly what that is, but that needs to get figured out. Yeah, you're right about that. That needs to get figured out because that's one thing that I tell when I go to speak to high school kids, the two abilities that you need to have is number one, availability. Taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, being there, being there on time, showing up when you're supposed to, putting in extra work, all that good stuff. And then accountability. But you can't get to the second one without the first one. The, the, the second one don't even matter if you can't do the first one. Yeah, I'm with you, you know, and the Giants, that was a big problem for them. The, the last couple years, you know, especially this year. This year was huge. There's a lot of guys that that were draft picks and great players or potentially great players we never even seen do anything. You know, Wondell Robinson, little bit of flashes we've seen from him, but we didn't really see what he was about this year. You know, and there's a lot of guys like that on the roster. So, you know, draft guys that are durable. I don't think there's a way to predict that unless they have certain injuries coming in, you know, but that's something that the Giants need to address. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but that's a thing that people really don't talk about. And when Howard Cross was talking about it too, I was like, man, you right, bro. Like, I, I've looked at, I've been on teams with, you know, high IR numbers. You really don't have success when you have no, a high it, IR It's numbers. really hard. It's really you hard. You know, and it doesn't really matter your players if they're all hurt. You know, so like, I don't know what that is. You got to, fi- the Giants have to figure that out. I think that's just as important as signing Daniel Jones. It's keeping the guys healthy. What is that about? I'm with you on that. I don't know what that what that is, Smokey. It could be the turf, the way they're training. They're doing too much hamstrings. I don't know what it is. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know? All right, let's go to Marco in Connecticut. He's up next. Hey, Marco. Hey, guys. How are you? What's up? 
Hey, <clears throat> so a couple things. Um, I would love to know from Joe Shane, um, and you know, probably never hear this, but if he ever imagined um, taking a job, <clears throat> and the team was, you know, struggling, the the records were bad, they had so much turnover with coaches, and he took a job with with a team with a high with uh, with little little salary. Uh, did he ever envision a space where he'd be in that he's having to pay uh, quarterbacks a big contract in his second year and having to pay possibly a running back, which, you know, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm curious. And I, I know the situation has kind of brought us here, but I think I don't envy what he has to do right now because uh, when he was building, when he was imagining how he was going to build this team, I can't imagine those two were at the, you know, the forefront of what he'd be doing. Well, Marco, just um, FYI, there might be a chance next week to send some questions into Joe Shane. So just, Oh really? Put them on right. your radar. That's interesting. All right. Okay. Good, good, good but, tip, John. But that, 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 is me, not, that is not finalized, but that there is a possibility. But of that. did I, he gotcha. definitely had to understand that this is a possibility for sure? Joe Shane's a smart guy. He knew that the guys were up. He knew that you know they didn't resign him for the fifth year contract. You know what I mean? Like they knew that, so he had to know. Like shoot, we might have to deal with both of these guys, and it was probably a strong possibility they had to deal with both of the guys. I, I, you know, John, I I, I hear you, I, and uh, I think from a roster building point of view, though, roster building, and this kind of leads into Saquon. You know, the thing with Dan, and I'll get into, my questions about Saquon, but the, the thing about Daniel, and I heard your first caller today, people want Daniel to take less money, you know, but nobody talks about like you guys brought up the fifth year, right? I'm sure that stunk. How about how about the amount of coaches and OCs that have been in and out since? since he's been here. How about what John Maris said last year, that they did everything to mess this kid up. So now he comes out, and by the way, the fans who cheered him in that last game, and they, the number kept getting bigger and bigger through Minnesota, and the Minnesota game. So now, what I think, and this leads in the same one, I think fans are kind of like, oh, wait a minute. We've, we're having success here. The, the, the arrow is actually pointing up, which maybe they're not seeing that maybe we overachieved a little bit. So if the arrow is pointing up and we have to keep going, if Daniel takes too much money or, God forbid, we have to franchise Daniel, then that eliminates Saquon. I think the franchise tag on Daniel is probably one of the worst things that can happen to Saquon. Um, but let's just say let's just say that doesn't happen and they do come to an agreement with Daniel. Um, Saquon, what do you think, and it could be like a roster-building conversation, but he's in a really unique spot and he's a unique player. But not to mention his ability versus the guys that are available in free agency, and even more so are the draft guys. And after the Super Bowl where you see, you know, the Eagles are not going to re-sign Miles Sanders. They got Gainwell. And then you have Pacheco, who's with the Chiefs. I mean, teams that are showing – yeah, and teams are showing over and over. You could get six, seventh-round picks. I love Saquon. I just want to know what you think about his position and, and how this might shake out. Um, and then I'll jump off, and I just want to say, John, if you could get Catino on with Howard or Jonathan, that would be really impactful because he talks sometimes about what these players should be doing in free agency, and I would love another former player to be right next to him to say, like, yeah, Paul, I don't think that's really how it's going to happen. You know? <laughs> okay. So, I like talking to Paul. You, I, will, I, I will happily set up Tino that way in a couple <laughs> weeks. That'll be fine. No problem. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um Look, the Saquon thing is, is tough. You know, Daniel is tough, sure, but you do have the franchise tag there, which makes it a little bit less tough. Like we mentioned, he'd be the first option on the tag, right, probably. So that's when, that's when Saquon becomes tough. And, I, again, I don't know what the market's going to be for running backs on the free agent market, you know. they just ha- These guys on second contracts just haven't gotten big offers. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I love the running back class in the draft. I, I think you're going to get starters in round three this year. I think that's how good the class is. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and you know, like, oh, man, it sucks. I don't like saying this, but, like, it's the truth, man. They just devalued the running back position. Well, the qu- and I think here's the question that I think Marco kind of wanted to get at with in terms of team building, right? Like, if you do give Saquon that type of contract, I won't throw a number out there, but, you know, 10 plus, right? Let's just go there. Do you have enough money to go out there and get that top wide receiver you want to help the passing game? Is that the trade-off? 
Because once you pay the quarterback, it's hard to pay a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver. Go ask the Dallas Cowboys who they trade Amari Cooper last year right. because they were paying Zeke $15 million a year. Yeah. And CD is still on a rookie contract down but, there. But that's why when I said priority-wise, it goes first quarterback well, and, that's why I asked and the then question. receiver. And But I told you about Saquon. Like, I love Saquon, but... The, the thing is, the, the way the NFL is now, you don't need a bell cow running back no more. You don't need an all-American running back that's going to get you almost 2,000 yards if you give him 350 carries. It's not like that anymore. You can give a group of running back 400 carries and they can have 2,000 yards. You know, that's just kind of how the league went. And you got to have a general leading your troops. And the Giants found their general. You got to just hope that they can figure out this business side of it so he can lead the troops again to another playoff victory. Lead them down to, uh, down 95 and figure out how to beat that team with the birds on their helmets. We haven't done that in a long time. You know, so is Saquon a vital part for the Giants in 2022? Yes. Is he a vital part for the Giants or any part of the Giants in 2023? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. And I think we saw at the end of the year – when you played a team like the Vikings, you played a team like the Colts, I think you saw what this coaching staff wants to do. Yeah. They put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands. They want to throw that sucker they all over the place. They put that ball in Daniel Jones' hands. Right? They did. That's what I'm saying. And, 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 I, and, you know, I think I spoke about that, too, earlier in the year in terms of the first Eagles game that they played and they got destroyed. I was like, put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands. And you were like, you you think you should, and they're giving up that much sacks, you know? Well, again, they're sacking the, the quarterback that much? Not 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 against a team like the Eagles, I right, don't know. But right. a team like the Vikings or Colts, sure. But that's where the, the league has evolved 100%. to having that stud quarterback, Look, that's how the you win. leader, you know, the that's Achilles, you, you know what I mean? The general, like, leading your team with other great uh, men behind him. You know what I mean? And that's... a accompanied by a good running back, a, a good wide I think I got to change that to a great wide receiver and a good wide receiving core. And then a great, if not very be- better than good offensive line. You know, because now the league has evolved to being an offensive league. And you, like I, you play Patrick Mahomes, you have to score 30 plus. And even that might not be good enough, as we saw. Yeah, no, 100%. That is the truth. That is the truth. You cannot play Mahomes and score less than 30 and think you're going to walk out there with a victory. It's not happening. And that's the Eagles, too. The Eagles, they're going to score 30 points on you. And they're going to rush the ball for 150 yards. And half of that's the quarterback. So what are you going to do? You have to have a guy that can produce numbers for you like that. Daniel Jones, is he that guy? I think we all think he could be that guy with the weapons around him. Does that involve a running back that costs $14, $15 million a year? That's the question. I don't think it does. I think it gets Especially when you're trying to figure the numbers out, who you need to sign. I think we all know is Daniel Jones. Saquon becomes, man, I don't like saying it, but like you got to – there's running back by committees all over the league that not paying their running backs a lot of money and they're having a lot of success on offense. And it's been like that for a long time. When I played in the league, it was transitioning to that. You got to have some type of run game, but you don't need a number one running back anymore. It just is not like that no more. It's, it hasn't been like that in a while. Let's go to Jerome in Charlotte. He's up next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Hi, Jerome. Hey, hi, guys. I miss y'all so much. Glad you're back. Um... Uh, the last call took a lot of my thunder away, but I do believe I would love to keep Jones and, you know, surprise me last year. Did good. I ho- hope we can keep him. But if it's not, uh, Joe Shane said he does have a walkaway number, and I think he should stick to his guns. And if we're going to um, put a tag on Jones, it should be the one if, he think he can get more and and do better. Put the one where we can get some draft picks on him. I forgot. The, yeah, the um, uh, Jerome. That would be the non-exclusive franchise tag. That's the one that's like thirty-two point six or something like that. Because if he decides to leave, you get some picks get, from him. You get some conversation. We can get the draft picks. Yeah, with, with that tag, if another team comes in and offers him a contract, you have a, first of all, you have the right to match if you want. And if you choose not to match, the other team gets Jones, but they have to give the Giants two first-round picks. Yeah, I'll take that. 
And if Bartley, if his, he's over the budget for, uh, with the walkaway number, um, I love him. I got his jersey. Thank you for your service. But, I mean, we keep building. Um, they forget that we, we had tough years. And with the new regime coming in, they trying to make a team. And if they don't want to be part of it because of their price, they pride, thank you for your service. Let's go forward. We're moving on because we can get more for Jones. Then I, I don't think nobody's going to give up two first rounds for Barkley. Mm-hmm. But we, we, we get it for Jones. And, you know, thank you. Always a giant. Uh, I'm looking for the future of building, building, building. And if they out of price, because we got too many other people we need to sign, too many other positions we need to, you know, to take care of. And we can do that in the draft and have money for other players that want to be part of this team to come in and make make a difference. All right. Thank you, Jerome. Appreciate the call, man. Yeah, look, I, I look. I think that's how Joe Sheen's going to handle it. He has yeah. a walkaway number, and look again. We'll see if Saquon can get the number he wants in the open market. And I think when you talk about players sacrificing money, I think that's when you get down to it. Like if, if Saquon, I'm going to throw out these are not the numbers that are on the table. I'm throwing out random numbers. Let's say the Giants have an offer out for three years, thirty six. Right, and which he, is twelve a year. Right, and Sounds he and, right. and he gets an <laughs> offer for three years, thirty eight. Like, is it worth it for him to stay in New York and stick for, you know, $700,000 a year? It depends on where he's going. If he's well, going to right, Florida, right, yeah. Right, well, right, because, right, because that's taxes, right? Yeah. Because that's taxes. So a lot there, more there, money there, down there. There are a lot of different things to put into the yeah, equation, right, but right. what is the comfort and being in New York worth to the guys from a monetary per- and having a, cha- a better chance to win, quite frankly? What is it worth to the guys from a monetary perspective? And that's going to be different for each player, right? Yeah. That's going to be different for each guy. And I'm not going to tell the guy what they should sacrifice monetary-wise. They're I don't know what their situation is. Well, and, and, well, look, look, <laughs> dude, but quite frankly, that's none of my business. Right. It's none of my business. Right. Yeah. We that's just talk about it. We just That's all we do is just talk about it. And, and you know, I like the way Jerome's kind of head was in terms of how he's thinking about it. You know, he's thinking more business. Like unlike Wilson, Wilson's taking everything like personal, you know. Be more like Jerome, guys. You'll save yourself. You know, you know. You guys are like you know, middle aged men. Like we don't need to be adding extra stress in our lives, right? Nah, we true. already got we our kids and our jobs, dude. I, I, Let's I, relax. <laughs> I had my ten month old with a stomach flu last night. That's what I'm saying. That was an ugly night. Let you me know what I'm saying? You. Like, <laughs> shoot, I night. got back. I had the little bubbles from from my Brazil trip, bro. I'm strong. I was struggling yesterday. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You know, yeah, too much fun down I'm there. I'm good. You know, you know. I, I read if you're eating the food and the, and the and the, you know, the fruits and the water and all that. I tried not to drink the water, but I had a lot of beverages. I'm sure it was all ice in it. I'm sure it was all the fruits that that are making you feel a little rough today. Too much fruit. It's, I, it's the ice. It was the ice and the fruit. Let me right? tell you it was something. All the snuggy. ice and fruits. I was drinking everything, and I only drink one thing in America. But it, out there, for some reason, no filter. What's that? I don't care. What's this right here? Give me it was fun, though. It, it sounds fun. like it was, it was a lot fun. of fun. Good fun. Oh, boy. All right, Scott, New Mexico, we'll wrap us up here. Hey, Scott. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? What's going on? What's up, brother? Uh, got a question. It's kind of an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, your points today were really excellent. I mean, uh, but the, the true consideration is Daniel Jones is like any other quarterback. He's the center of your team. Uh, no sure. matter what team you have, you have to have a good quarterback. Absolutely. You're not going anywhere. Yep. He's represented by Athletes First, which is the top agency, and they have over $2 billion in active contracts. They negotiated both Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson's contract, and you know, I don't have to tell you how lucrative both of those were. Yep, that, so my, that worked out well for both those players. Yeah. <laughs> so my question, maybe it's something Jonathan knows because obviously he had an agent, uh, and I don't know how it works, but when you have the top agency representing you, isn't it a more difficult scenario for Jones to accept a what he might consider a lower amount? Because the Giants are going to take at least three years to reach what I would call championship level. Uh, I hope it happens sooner, but if I were to predict uh, with the players they have to sign next year and the players they have to sign this year, let's say there's a three-year window. 
what's the incentive for Daniel Jones to wait around that long if other teams are calling? And if Athletes First, which, uh, as I said, has $2 billion in active, active contracts, uh, and they're the largest, how does those negotiations really work with Joe Shane? Do th- does Joe Shane prepare himself this is going to be sort of a long battle to get him to a number that he's going to agree with based on the on the agency that's representing him? And that was my basic question. Good so question, I'll take Scott. your answers off the question. Thank Thanks you. Again. That was a great question. I think you got to look at the, the perspective and the mindset of each side. You know, Joe Shane is trying to do the best for the Giants, and uh, Daniel Jones is trying to do the best for him. You know, and that has to meet somewhere in the middle. And if it doesn't meet somewhere, I don't think Daniel Jones is afraid to go somewhere else. You know, I don't think he wants to do that. Well, again, I don't think he'll have the, the opportunity because they're just going to tag him. Just going to tag him, and right? I, and I don't think another team is going to give up two first-round picks. Right, right, I right. I think a team might do that for Lamar Jackson. Right. But I don't know if they can do that for Daniel. So Daniel Jones would like to get that situated before the franchise tag because if not, yeah. then the franchise tag is going to get slapped on him. Correct? Yeah, and he has two weeks to figure that out, March 7th. Ooh, that's cutting it. Oh, man. Well, it comes fast, it's dude. Working, baby. Well, I, I want to follow up Scott's question, and, and then we'll wrap <clears> up. <throat> How does it work with an agent when they come and they say, all right, you're a free agent. We have offers from you know, Team A, I've never team B, been team in C. that situation. you got to remember, I was an undrafted guy. Yeah. You know, I got traded, and I was basically on, like, one-year deals. And then I got okay. signed as a free agent. And, but know, had, but okay, fine. I, I get it. I had one caller. It was the New York Giants, and but it like, was the most money I ever seen. But like, it, true. <laughs> if the player says to the agency, though, look, I'm I'm willing to take a little bit less to stay with the Giants. Is the agency just like, well, now say, screw you. I'm gonna make the best deal here. Like, how how does that conversation yeah, work? I'm I'm not sure, but I would think the reason why Daniel Jones left the first agency because they probably weren't willing to go after the number that Daniel Jones won. Now remember, CAA also, they had Eli. So the, the, the agency he left was part of an agency that the Giants had dealt with for 20 years. Right. So and we started years, off whatever. the conversation that, that way, remember? Mm-hmm. That was the question that I had. It's like, why? what does that move actually mean? Because it, it means something. We just don't know what it actually means. We may never know what it means, and it will all be speculation. That will be my guess. You know, but I could be completely wrong. It could be that they were trying to get him to leave and he wants to stay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, who knows? Who, who knows? So for me, it's like, you know, let's try to figure this thing out with Daniel Jones, you know, but like everybody, let's not get into our emotions about this because it's just business, you know? And yes, I think the Giants are going to sign Daniel Jones. I do think so. I think so too. I think it's like a 98% chance. Well, and look, you want to. You want to reward the guy for playing hard last yep. year. He runs hard. He's a great leader. Yes, His teammates he is. love durable. him. He yep. made a lot out of not a lot around yep. him. You want to reward him for all that stuff and he deserves to be rewarded for yep. that. The, the key is just finding Figuring the number. Out, you know? So so is this safe to say if the the Giants are, you Daniel Jones ain't going nowhere? In my opinion, no. Right, because of the franchise tag. Correct. Right. The, the correct. Okay. See, so for for my thing, it was like if they can't resign him, but it's the franchise tag. They, if they can't do it in two weeks, he's getting tagged. That's it. <laughs> Hell's yeah. Right. Right. I okay. Think so. so that was my clarity. Like I wanted th- that clarity too, because mm-hmm. I've been thinking since I've been going. Like, and then I saw the news. I'm like, all right, what does that mean? That he moved agents. Like, is that good for the Giants? Is that bad? Is that good for Daniel Jones? Like, what does that mean? But then that franchise tag that's there, that kind of makes it like. Daniel Jones, like, I know you want this, but we could just slap you with this. But again, that's, but part of that's bad for the team again, because then you get that big $32 million chunk on this year's cap, and that's going to limit what you can do to build around him, which again, then then you're back in the predicament next year again. But even worse if he plays better. Right, because then the franchise tag's higher. Higher. And the the average is higher. Oh, but there's still not a lot around him. You know, do we know how great he really is, but we think he is? It doesn't get any easier, right? That's the the thing. If you bring him back. The best bet is for them to sign him now. You got to put a lot around him, so at least then you can make the educated opinion next year. So, yes, dude. Yeah. That's I'm it. happy I'm not Joe Shane. Right. No, for sure, man. This Except is for the check. I wish I was Joe Shane for the check. <laughs> I wish I had, but, but not for the job. Yeah, man. That's tough, man. For sure. All right, JC. Good stuff. Yeah, great stuff, man. All right. So uh, we're off next week because we're at the Combine, okay. but then we'll be back the following and 
John will be with us again. We'll be back with our crew right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget, take your fan to the next level with the Giants season ticket membership. Stay connected all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are available for 2023 with exclusive member benefits. To learn all about it, go to Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. And don't forget to download Giants TV, the Giants official connected TV streaming app. It brings original video content, all of our stuff, game highlights on demand. Everything we do here comes right to Big Blue fans on Giants TV. It's free on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. For Jonathan Pearson, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you tomorrow. Paul Lance will wrap up our week on Big Blue Kickoff Live at 1230. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer, and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great-looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection, and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.